This is episode seven. This is the official Patreon comic book show with myself, Todd Oxtra, and joined by my faithful sidekick, Charlie Garden. Hello, Patreon. How are we this evening, this morning, or this afternoon, depending on when you're listening? It's good yes. to have you back. Thanks Absolutely. For yes. Uh, we're back with a, a new comic book. We'll tell you about that in a second. But we first want to thank our Patreons. Um, Patreons would this show would not exist without our Patreons. So we've got a great group that's really been uh, supportive of this. And we got a surprise. Uh, we're going to put the next Spinner Rack comic selection out to the group to select what we will be reading and reviewing. So with that, I want to thank Best Bud, Jamie Prinky, BFFs, Sean, Stella, Henry Nias, Missy Merchant, and Andy Milliken. Thank Yay. you all for joining us on this ride of comic books, which has been so much fun, as Charlie and I actually are committed to reading more comics. It is, and it's it's challenge, because I was telling Todd, I'm like, boy, this, this keeps me on straight and narrow, because my mind is all blue with all the getting around I get going. So thank God for, uh, God, if, what if I had to like carry comics around like a book? If I couldn't read them on my tablet, there'd be no chance, well, which is I'm restaurant restaurant people hate me because I always walk in with my two tablets, the work tablet and the personal tablet. And I'm looking at numbers on my work tablet and reading a comic on my personal tablet because I'm special. Can't you tell ADHD the record? It's the it's the formula for success, folks. There you go. Yes. Um, yeah, the old days uh, before trade paperbacks were a modern convenience because those are a rarity back in the day. You had to get individual right. issues. If you missed an issue, then you're kind of having to guess what happened because they always say, well, we'll right. try to reorder it. Maybe they'll reprint it. Never did. So right. we or running around other shops if you live in a town that has more oh. than one shop. And then they yeah. always ask you, do you want us to order it for you? I'm like, no. No, because no, it never it's, happens. It's, it's too much commitment. Exactly. Yeah. But right. we're in the golden age of accessibility for almost everything you've got from just uh, buying comics at your comic book shop, buying trades, buying, uh, you know, digital downloads through Amazon Comixology, one of the different yep, yep. sources, and also, you know, the subscription of Comixology Unlimited, DC Universe Infinite, and uh, Marvel uh unlimited as well so um this comic is available i think on comiXology as well as dc universe infinite and actually right now folks there is a great deal 30 percent off a year of dc universe infinite is available so jump on it it's a great deal yes great selection of comics uh, assuming that you're listening when we publish this because we're not i'm sure we don't know quite how long it lasts so do it now absolutely um, tell them secret yes. friends sent you we don't uh, maybe we got to hook up with those guys get us like a right code where you can make money off but if not read it anyways yeah. it brings us pleasure please yes absolutely yeah so with that without further ado we're getting into this week's comic book which is called batman white Night. So this is part of, uh, you know, a new comic book series, essentially start October 4th, 2017. Uh, this was a uh, had eight issues in the collection. If you want to read that, which would be great, because I would think it's well worth reading the whole story. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Writer Sean Murphy. He's also the artist, which is that's, a rarity. Yeah, you, that was it takes me back to, you know, the John Byrne days. He was the biggest one that mm -hmm. I thought of who was a lot a big writer artist, but I'm sure there are many, but it, it doesn't pop up that often. No, um, just because yeah, it's uh, you know, so many of these people, it's not like they, you know, back in the old days where they worked in, you know, the Marvel bullpen where there was an office where people sat around and did stuff. You have a lot of, you know, I'm sure particularly in this digital age, you got people who live all over the country, all over the world, who much like us podcasters, you know, Todd, what do you think the chances are we'll ever actually meet Mark in person? I mean, Ooh. you know what I mean? Yeah, but but we work together all the time. 
Exactly. I think to meet Mark, we'd actually have to be like fleeing a zombie apocalypse or something. We need to get to Maybe. the coast. And that's where we'd go. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because then the zombies would just keep walking. Or the other more likely prospect is we'd go to like a Comic Con in Toronto and that's about it or, or Halifax. But how likely are we to do that? Oh, I thought you know the I mean? more likelihood would be like um, it would probably be Ron Howard tracking me down. So we needed to, you know, fall off the map. Right. Yeah. You or or Mark Bagley. Or Mel, Al Milgram. Yeah. Add him to my yeah. list of people who kill me. When you, when, yeah, when you started that pissing match with those two guys. <laughs> gotta love it. You know what? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you, you, I, you know, I gotta try. Maybe you'll get them so mad they'll want to come on the podcast and hash it out. Right. Right. Al Milgram was actually one of the people we contacted once upon a time because uh, my friend Kurt Krug kind of knew him and set it up and just nothing ever came of it. So yeah. maybe it's time to revisit that. I mean, it, Todd, if you're ready to face music. Uh, we'll put no. a pin on that one right there. But getting back to, uh, you know, multi. <laughs> yes. Yeah, to your point, Charlie, not many people can write and illustrate and do a very good job. Frank Miller did that at times. Um, he's he's tried that. Uh, it's been so so at times. But yeah, it's yeah. a very it's a very rare artist and writer that can nail this. Sean Murphy has been one of my favorite writers and artists for a long time. So I'm glad to see him take on a Batman book. He's made some other books that I absolutely love. I just love his style because it is. um, And that's probably a good place to start um, with this comic. Um, Sean Murphy, he he went to DC. He had a pitched an idea to basically say, I want to make a comic book where essentially the Joker is the actual hero. And that is the premise of this book. Uh, The synopsis is he's been called a maniac, a killer, and the crown prince of crime, but white knight? Never. Until now, set in a world where the Joker is cured of his insanity and homicidal tendencies, the Joker, now known as Jack, sets about trying to right his wrongs. Yes, Jack Mm. uh, is the hero of this tale in a way. Um, And DC said, let's do this. And they did. And actually, right. this one, I read the first issue a long time ago, and I'm like, I really enjoyed this, but I didn't get back to it. So I said, yeah. let's do this one, Charlie. So we're doing this one. So um, this is exactly what it is. Uh, essentially, this one opens with a very dynamic chase between the right. Joker and Batman. It's phenomenal. The Joker's like on a mini mini scooter. Right. right. <laughs> and Batman's doing the thing, and I, I, I know this came from one of the – Burton verse or, or uh, Schumacher films or uh, the Batmobiles crunching over these like old timey roofs. Like, do yeah. you remember what I'm talking about? Like he was running over like the side of a church or something. Oh yeah, like like the Batmobiles like driving up walls right. on roofs, right. chasing the Joker, and Joker's just like he's right. just like he's on like, driving and going crazy. And yeah, and by the way, time. and by the way, Batman is wrecking all type of shit all over the place right. it's a disaster i mean right. people are almost right. getting killed in the way and it's just it's just, it's just crazy and right. um we get to a point it's, where yeah yeah and then we get to a point where i mean this, and i won't go into all the details of this is kind of the, the where we get the setup essentially batman has had enough he stops i mean we got a good you know you know face off with the joker but essentially batman's just had too much he essentially goes to town on the joker beats the crap onto a living pulse. And uh, at that point, going forward, someone brought forward, and, and I'm trying to remember this part. Did someone bring the pills forward or did he have them on him? God, now I can't remember. Because I feel like I read the first, you're like, let's do this, like three weeks ago, and then you went on your vacation. So I read like the first issue yeah. like a month ago. I told you, so, pace yourself. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I read the rest of it like three nights ago. So the rest of it is very fresh, but yeah, to, uh, eventually. Yeah. I mean, much like in the, the description, um, 
he takes a miracle drug that turns him into a normal dude. Well, um, he doesn't and, take it. Yeah. Batman essentially says, I've got, oh, you these pills? And he jams a ton down his throat as he's almost dying. Right, right. <laughs> but but he does have to continue to take them. It's medication. Yes. You know, it's exactly. not a cure. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? A vaccine of sorts. You know, it's, it's a, way a maintenance anyone, drug. It's a maintenance yeah, drug. You exactly. have to continue to take it. If you fall off, you'll eventually your symptoms will come back. Right, exactly. So, um, and yeah, this spirals into kind of what you would always expect um, uh, in some circumstances that basically turn Batman into the bad guy. You find out that there's this, not to to give away all the plot points, but you find out that there's this multi-billion dollar repair fund out there that is funneled by politicians and rich folk uh, to simply rebuild Gotham every time Batman and the Bat fam destroys it. And uh, nobody, yeah, nobody, nobody knew about this. Uh, and uh, understandably, people really don't like it very much because no. it's, yeah, it's funneling money, money yeah. away from yeah. the, the public uh, billions at a time to basically right. take care of what what Batman is essentially doing to protect right. the city. So it's like, but this right. is, I mean, Gotham is, I don't know who's moving to Gotham, but. Uh, or staying. I mean, you know, I mean, my, my dad grew up in Detroit and, you know, the, around the riots of the sixties and the white flight. I mean, people leave, you know, they, they weren't flocking. They're like, well, we're going to stick it out in Detroit. Um, people are coming back now. I was in Detroit just last couple of days and there are parts of downtown Detroit. that are absolutely fantastic. And there are parts of the outskirts that are absolutely not fantastic. So, so wait, yeah. Charlie, you're saying despite the efforts of Detroit's protector, Count Scary, uh, it didn't work. I had that LP when I was a kid. I loved it. TV 50. Yes. Uh, cause my mom, my mom worked in the business. She worked for an advertising rep firm. So I don't know if I ever met him, but I certainly, I did. I had a 45. Yeah. yeah he was a local person. So folks, yeah. if you're from the area of Michigan, yes. there was Count yeah. Scary. He was kind of like a pseudo jokey movie host. And right. he got a following like he'd go to like Wendy's yeah. to get like 3D glasses that he would say, get watch oh this God. movie in scary 3D. So you go to Wendy's and spell oh 50 God. cents. You get three. Did glasses. you did you was that also on Channel 66 or did you see that? In TV no, it was 50? Channel 50. So I got TV yeah. 50. I got Channel 6, just got Channel 20. Those are like uh, uh, two Detroit stations and one and Flint, Flint station, yeah. local. Yeah, 66. Yeah. Yeah. But despite the efforts of Count Scary. Yes. So this is all about Jack. Napier now he's got that identity yeah. trying right, to which was, yeah of course the bat name uh the, the joker's name jack nicholson's name from batman 89 yep. which i don't know did, did they invent that name for that film or had it been around it feels I like th- it was invented i, I it you know that. largely jokers there's probably he's that name has probably come up many times before them i think tim burton brought yeah. it in and used it yeah. accordingly but you know jack is essentially above he, he he basically learned how to become a lawyer free himself and right. essentially say, and and he's never been convicted of any more than just a larceny or, or really petty crimes. That's what we found. Right. Never convicted of murder, you know, robbery, major right. things. So he essentially got himself off and kind of put it against the police force for allowing Batman to yes. be basically and- allowed to be a vigilante. And sued him and won. And then with this, he builds this library. And then he also ends up uh, potentially hatching a scheme of some kind. But again, read this. I was I was impressed. I fully expect, um, because DC has such a great track record of being successful doing their long-form animated pictures, that, that this is going to be some kind of animated project in some time. Because this has now been around six or seven years, so... Yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise this would not wouldn't surprise me at all. Say so it came out in 17, 17, 18. So 
Um, yeah, I think this would be great as some kind of uh, animated made for Ma- it's Max now, not HBO Max. That was another piece of news this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that which I, I don't know what's what happened to Cinemax. There could be a thing. They probably own that, too. But anyway, I digress. I feel like this is going to be an animated picture because there, there's a lot of talent in this. You, I mean, you have you have big players, uh, you know, Clayface, Mad Hatter. Um, Neo Joker, yeah, all the rogues galaxy or gallery yeah. is in this. Galaxy, yes, it, yes, in a in a way that's really clever and a, yeah. a, a tactic I had never thought before. And it's so well done and so cool and fun. I'm like, yeah. this is so yeah. neat. I love it. I know. No, they nailed it. I I love this. And again, I I I love um, DC Elseworlds tales because. I'm steeped in Marvel, and you know, and if if you're enjoying my background here, you see a lot of the mix. But but Marvel's what I was raised on, and I feel pretty steeped in that lore and that culture that I could I feel comfortable dropping in, even if it's something that's not. But with DC, so wide and so very so, around, so much longer, and in a lot of ways, so much more absurd and ridiculous. With all like all the covers we talk about on our show, like you know, here's Adventure Comics from 1942, and you know, Superman is fighting, you know, the postman or something. I don't know. Or, you know, he's fighting the United Nations or whatever. You know, it's just they, they did a lot of crazy stuff back in the day. And then there was crisis and it's canon and it's not canon again. And here's another crisis. So you just don't really know which way is up with regular DC continuity. But when you have your Elseworlds tale, it embraces what I've always been super fond of over on the Marvel side, which is that what if, that one-off, you don't have to know anything going in, or maybe there's a couple of panels that said, well, the original history, you know, I'm looking at a poster in the corner here, the Green Goblin killed Gwen Stacy by throwing her off a bridge. But in this continuity, uh, Spider-Man grabbed her and saved her life, and this is what happened afterwards. And it it was one or two issues. And then you moved on to something completely different. So that's what's awesome about this standalone story. No background. All you need to know, Batman's a guy. He's a vigilante. Joker is is his main nemesis. Um, you know, and, and it just by, you know, uh, Harley Quinn, which we get two visions, of Har- two versions of Harley Quinn in this, um, you know, and, and, and the duality of that. And you learn a little bit about, you know, love and true love and hate and all this different stuff there's just a lot of emotions it's a very emotional deal this whole thing and and the relationship between you know alfred and 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 batman is examined and you know batman and you know the original robin nightwing and then and then batgirl and just a lot of a lot of family stuff going on in this which is really it's what Batman at the core of it has always been about Alfred, you know, being the surrogate father of Bruce Wayne. Same thing with, you know, Bruce being the surrogate father to, to Dick and so on and so forth. So, and th- those are the only two members of the Bat family that we see is uh, just Robin Batgirl. And Batgirl really. Yeah, yeah. Batgirl yeah. and Nightwing are yeah. the only two. Uh, we don't get yeah. uh, points. We don't, we don't get any other members brought in, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, I think they, they nailed the cast, the central cast correctly they brought in enough unique characters that made it feel fresh like neo joker and i like the way they handled harley that was really cool um because there's two essentially harley quinns in this and one is essentially the neo joker which is i didn't dig that title i thought it'd be a neo harley yeah maybe it would have been better name for it but this is essentially a struggle between two women that love one guy and two personas of him which is really neat yeah, that was uh, back in the 80s in particular. That's yeah. the way it was with uh, in Spider-Man with uh, Mary Jane, who loved Peter Parker, and Black Hat, who loved Spider-Man, and, and couldn't do it, kid, couldn't, you know, Black Hat in particular couldn't deal with the difference. So she would just like, you know, 
put your mask back on. I can't take it. You know, so it's the same kind of thing. So not quite so extreme where this no. was, of course, like like anything with Harley and the Joker is very extreme. So, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I really dug this. This was great. Um, it was good to see them tackle like a, a backport or blackport, as they cause it, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. yeah, kind of like, you know, Watts or Compton or Oakland or, you know, any of these cities that are, you know, uh, de facto segregation and, and really addressing, you know, how the rich and powerful feel about such things. So it was pretty awesome. I liked it. Yeah, yeah lots of layers of the story. I mean, you had essentially uh, dealing with Batman and his past, justifying his means with the, in, in the relationship between Jim Gordon and Batman and and kind of like different ways. And, and, and it's kind of funny at times, Jack got brought in kind of like so there's a better way to do things and batman uh the struggle there and the unlikely allies of course you always kind of get that but also then right. you, you did get a mix of a different resolution at the end which i don't want to spoil as well um yes yes but um it really made for an interesting read in many different layers, even with Thomas Wayne mm-hmm. and his relationships and and some of the things he did with yeah. certain uh you know certain villains in a way and mm-hmm. we always worried mm-hmm. about thomas wayne is he really the villain did he kind of like did he pull strings to set oh, himself right. up? yeah 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 so i thought they covered a lot of really cool things and a lot of things were revealed the art was great uh yeah. different different beats were great and i i and i don't want to be like effusive like this is just great like chris farley what was great your this was all yeah. great but that was um, awesome exactly Do you so, remember when batman drove the batmobile into that church yes that i do awesome. that, was, that awesome. was awesome exactly <laughs> yeah so it was great I, I so i really think this is a clever story well told a fresh take which is awesome what you can do with batman like you said charlie elseworlds yeah. really nails this this is a separate right. world i think this might have been originally in the black label series of dc which is like they can oh. do different things uh but it's definitely right. in elseworlds it's not in continuity with anything else which is great because they can tell this type of story they want um right and i found out that they actually as i looked in dc universe infinite there are more stories within this universe. Right. I yeah, I did see there was a wasn't a spin-off a Mr. Freeze spin-off that yep. went out where there more than that. A one-off. There's a Harley yeah. Quinn. There's actually more of like bringing in. I looked at like just the previews like Azrael, which came back from like Nightfall, what? which was Batman's oh my back broken. And yeah, yeah he was so, the, stand, the stand-in Batman who went nuts. Went yeah, nuts, exactly. Right. So yeah. So this is kind of cool taking a lot of those story beats and bring into this universe. Very, very yeah. cool. Um, nice. So, yeah, I, I mean, very, very uh, happy with this book. I think a lot of people, this could be an entry to Batman because mm-hmm. you just have to know a little bit and just enjoy the ride because it's right. Yeah, you got to bu- bu- buckle up in the Batman or the the the, the GTO or the GOT. What was it? Oh, no, it no, was no. the I've got a note here that it was the GTO, the Gotham terrorist oppression oh, oppression was, is never yeah. a great term uh, yeah i don't know that yeah that you would choose a, a oppression that's yeah that's the, the g wouldn't it be the gatow if you tossed a unit in there so uh, g-t-o-u the gato the gato the cat domo domo yeah yeah so um this like i said this this book came out almost six years ago so yeah. there's more to it, and I'll probably check that out as well to see how it goes. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, this is what I love about DC. They do things like this. Marvel doesn't always right. do things like this. And I wish they did. Yeah, I wish they had a yeah. prestige what if. They don't always. They have certain things that would say like right. Old Man Logan was a really cool, but that was kind of like in continuity within Wolverine. We get like right. Marvels. We get like the uh, – used to be the old series where it was like uh, black and red or it was like it was like Mark – 
Uh, okay. And Tim oh, Sale. where they did the Tim Sale, the blue and like the Daredevil yellow, colors, yeah, Superman green blue. or yeah. gray with Hulk. Yeah. yeah so they, they do it on occasion. Yeah. Uh, I wish they would do it more. Right. For sure. No, I love this. So yeah, top, top shelf. Uh, I didn't realize it was on Comixology. I'm not super fond of the DC Unlimited app because I think oh, really? it, the, the orientation is wacky. It doesn't hold. Of course, mm. you and I are, are we're sharing an account. So if you're reading one, I got to go back. Mm. But it, it doesn't hold the place very well. And you got to scroll. It's just I don't find it. Not that I love. I have the same Comics problem on your app with Marvel Unlimited because I have the same problem. Yeah. So I think it's regardless what you do. Right. Yes. If yeah, you share you're always, certain you're things. Always gonna find, yeah. If you're going to fi- find a hiccup. But, the con- you know, the content is there. You just have to be like. Comicsology yeah, is probably the worst because when I look at what I have, it's mixed in with like Amazon right. Kindle now, which is like, yeah. eh, don't do that. And you, and you can read the stuff on both apps, which is like, uh, so that's probably, I'm sure, how they're trying to finally kill off Comixology is be like, it's all Kindle now. Jeff yeah. Bezos and his rocket to the moon. Boo. <sighs> oh, Boo. well, that is it for our episode. So once again, this was Batman White Knight. Check it out. It's available on many different services. Highly recommended. Yes, uh, if you want to get back into Batman, this is an excellent place to start. And let us know what you think, because uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the comic. If you picked it up, um, we would highly recommend it. If Even if you haven't, to it. just check it out. To, just the art is worth it alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most F. Cool. All right, friends. Well, that's going to be about it. Todd, where do they find you out there? At Tioxtra, at Secret Friends U uh, for Twitter, uh, secretfriendsunite.com, patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite, and our Discord. Yes, all those same things for me, and except for the Todd Oxtra part, I'm at the C3 on Twitter. Spell it out. Uh, my lovely wife, April, and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is the Michigan chapter of the International Star Trek Fan Club, one of the biggest in the world. I also head up Region 13 for Starfleet International. That's Michigan in Eastern Canada. So if you're hearing my voice and you're a trekker, trek me on up. You find us at a website uh, of that name and socials, too. So that's it. Patreons, thanks again. As always, sharing is caring. And keep on trucking. Excelsior! This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.